So they paid $1.2 billion cash for this company that I started in my living room. If I think about that, I can't even handle it. Because what happens is I'll start thinking of like all those things that we tell ourselves about why we're not the person that has those kind of things happen right. to us. Right. y'all and welcome to the Christy Wright Show. I'm so excited because today we are talking about something that you should stop being ashamed of. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. And then I had the opportunity to sit down with the amazing Jamie Kern Lima. Let me tell you about Jamie Kern Lima. She is the founder of It Cosmetics that recently sold to L'Oreal for, I don't know, a billion dollars. And she's the author of her first brand new book called Believe It. And y'all, she has amazing wisdom for us to learn from. But first, let's talk about this thing that we need to stop being ashamed of. Now, let me tell you a trend I have seen in my life, in my friends' lives, and a lot of women I work with. Here's a pattern. You do something awesome. Let's say you have a big win at work, you get a promotion, you run a marathon, you do something amazing. And people find out about it, they congratulate you, they tell you how awesome you are, what a big deal that is, and here's what you do. It was nothing. Oh, I mean, oh, nothing. I mean, it was it was really no big deal. It was really no big deal. Like, do you do that? Yes, you do that. I know you do that. I've seen you do that. Here's another example. This is a more common day-to-day example. Let's say you decide to host your family for dinner, family dinner. You're gonna have the aunts, the uncles, the extended family, everybody's coming to the dinner table, and you spend hours preparing for this meal. You put so much love into this meal. You wanna make it just perfect, and you do. And so what happens? You're sitting around the dinner table. What do people say? Oh my gosh, this is amazing. The table settings are so beautiful. This is delicious. And what do you say? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nothing. I just threw it together. Just, just threw it. Just got some things from the pantry, just threw it. It just magically appeared this way. Listen to me. No, it didn't. You know, it took you four hours, 27 steps, 900 ingredients, and scrolling through the Pioneer Woman website over and over and over again to make that happen. You know it did. So when they say, oh my gosh, it's amazing, and you say it's nothing, you're lying. Here's another example, and this is so common. You do it, I do it, I catch myself doing it all the time. You buy a new outfit. You buy a new outfit because it's cute. You look cute. You feel cute. The outfit is cute. And then someone says to you, oh my gosh, you look so cute. You, oh, this whole thing. Oh, I just, I don't know. It was on sale. Got it on the discount rack. Listen, why are you telling the world about all the sales? All you have to do is say thank you. When you say, no, it's not a big deal. Oh, this whole thing. You're lying. You know you bought that outfit because you look cute. But here's what we do. We disagree with the nice things that people say about us. We diminish the truth in their words, and we downplay the great things going on in our lives. We dismiss our success. We are ashamed of the awesome thing we've done. We downplay our strengths. We dismiss their compliments, and we think we're doing it under the banner of humility, and we're not. 
When you disagree with a nice truth someone has spoken about you, you are not being humble. You are lying. You're being a liar. And here's the reality. It's false humility. And it's not helping you. And it's not helping the other person. Let's just unpack this for a second of all of the reasons that this is a problem. Problem number one, it's not even true. What you're saying, oh, this whole thing, I just threw it together, it's nothing, is a lie. That's not true. You didn't throw it together. The food did not magically appear. The table settings did not appear on the table like something out of Beauty and the Beast. They just put themselves in that position. It didn't happen magically. You worked hard to make that happen. So you're lying. Problem number one. Problem number two, you're disagreeing with this person. Like they're going out on a limb and they're saying something nice to you and about you and for you. And you're like, ah, let me tell you why you're wrong. You think I'm cute? Let me tell you why I'm not. You think this is delicious? Let me tell you why it's not. You're disagreeing with them. You're being argumentative when someone is being kind to you. But here's the third and maybe most important problem with this. You are damaging your own sense of self-confidence. Because whether you realize it or not, the words you speak shape your beliefs about yourself. So if all day, every day, you say, oh, it's nothing, you begin to feel like nothing. Those words you speak have life in them, and you begin to believe them and live from them, whether they're true or not. Women, I have got to help us get out of this idea that this is humility. This is not humility. This is false humility. It's untrue and it's a problem. If you wanna know what real humility is, let's talk about what real humility is. Real humility is gratitude. It's being grateful. It's realizing that all of this stuff from your good dinners to your hard work to your promotions to your success to your cute outfits to your table setting is all God's anyway. And you hold these things with open hands going, it's all God's anyway and I'm so grateful for it and proud of it. That's humility. Real humility is realizing that all of the amazing things in your life are God's anyway. False humility is saying those things are not really amazing. Let me give you an example. Several months ago, my husband and I decided to get my son Conley a new bike for his birthday. He had outgrown his old bike and he was ready for a larger size and we were so excited to give it to him. We got him a red one because his favorite color is red and we have absolutely loved seeing Conley ride his bike around the neighborhood, enjoy his bike, be proud of his bike, be so excited. Even if it's cold outside, mommy, can we go ride my bike? Mommy, we go ride my bike. He's so proud of this bike. He's so grateful for this bike. Imagine how sad I would be if he was ashamed of that bike. I could just imagine if our, if our neighbors that we're friends with came over and Conley said about his bike, his gift from us that love him so much, if he said, oh, this whole thing? Oh, oh it's really nothing. Oh, it's, I mean, it's really no big deal. I mean, it's really not that awesome. I'd be so sad if my son was ashamed of the gift that I gave him. And I can't imagine how God must feel when we are apologizing for the gifts he's given us, when we are ashamed of the success he's given us. 
when we dismiss it, downplay it, apologize for it. Do you know that you don't need to apologize for the blessings in your life? God doesn't need you to downplay, dismiss, wish away, pretend they're no big deal. He doesn't need you to. I believe all he asks of us in his word is to be grateful, to go, thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you for my work ethic. Thank you, this meal turned out well. And thank you for this cute outfit because I look cute and I feel cute. That we would appreciate the gifts and the blessings in our life, that we would be grateful for our success and not ashamed of our success, to know that our success came from God anyway. Our hard work for sure, because we are faithful with what he's given us. We are good stewards of our gifts, our talents, our strengths, our resources. But again, we would point back to the giver of those gifts and go, thank you, God. And what's amazing is those two simple words are the most appropriate, most truthful, and most helpful words we can say when anyone says anything nice about us. So the next time someone compliments your outfit or your meal or congratulates you on your promotion and your success, don't wish it away, don't dismiss it, and don't argue with that person. Instead, say two simple, powerful words, words that affirm the truth in their words, words that agree with them, and words that help you continue to show gratitude and build confidence at the same time. Simply say, thank you. All right, y'all, I'm so excited because I'm backstage at Business Boutique and I get to ha hang out with the amazing Jamie Kern-Lima. Ah. And you have a new book. <gasps> y'all, we're gonna talk about our new book and we're gonna talk about all the things. This has been so fun. You just got off stage here at Business Boutique. Your story is incredible. And I just, I, I wish every single person could hear it, but let's just do a quick overview of how you got the idea to start this cosmetic business and some of the stuff you had to do out of the gate to make it work, because it was not an easy path by any means. Tell us about it. Not an easy path. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I, I thought I was going to be a journalist my whole career yeah. and was anchoring the news. And I, I started getting rosacea, which is a skin condition that's really red and bumpy. And I realized quickly that there was, you know, I'd, I'd spend my paycheck on every product out there and I couldn't find anything that would work. Yeah. And um, sometimes when we start, you know, businesses or ideas or goals or dreams, they kind of like come out of this setback that we're having. Yeah. And then it's like, we later realize, oh wait, that was a setup for what like I'm supposed to do, what God's calling me to do. And at the time, I didn't know it was all that. I just knew I couldn't find makeup to work. And, um, and so after trying everything, um, I just decided, okay, um, I feel like if I can actually like figure out how to create a product that works for me. It might also help so many other women out there. And uh, so long story short, <laughs> on my business, uh, or on my honeymoon flight to South Africa, uh, wrote the business plan uh, with my husband for It Cosmetics. And we got back and quit our jobs and literally just went all in. Um, and I thought that that would be the start of like this amazing journey. Right. And it's like, now... You know, when you look at the business now, which um, which uh, for the entire year of, of 2020, it Cosmetics just became the largest makeup company in the country. So, wow. like, 20 years ago, I was a Denny's waitress saving right. my tip money to right. buy, like, a Lancome eyeliner or, like, a right. MAC lipstick. Or, and, and this company I started in my living room is now larger than all of them, but— the journey was hard. So, so when we actually started the business, it was it was three years. The first three years, 
uh, were all no's. So every, so like I would think, oh, you know, we have this product that actually works. We poured our savings into creating a product that, that after hundreds of iterations worked for me, which is our Bye Bye Under Eye Concealer. And I thought, if women get their hands on this, they're going to love it. And we launched our website and like, no sales, right? And we, I would send it to all the beauty retailers, the department stores, QVC, um, and it was three years of hearing no from everybody. And, yeah. you know, we got down to our last $1,000 um, in our, our personal account, which is also our, our company yeah. <laughs> bank account. And um, uh, it, was, it was a really tough journey. It's tough when, when you can't afford to hire anyone who, right. like, is smarter than you and knows what they're doing and you're just trying to figure it all out. It's tough to figure out how to keep your faith, right, bigger than your fear, and how to how to believe in yourself when it feels like like no one else really is, right? Um, and and so it's been this uh, crazy journey of sticking with authenticity and 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 really listening to this still small voice of like knowing, okay, I'm on this right track, and I'm not seeing proof of it yet. But right. every time I check back in. I feel like I'm on the right track. And and we eventually, um, after a real funny story, got uh, uh, one shot on QVC in a 10-minute window. And uh, I, I took this big risk of doing something that uh, wasn't being done in the beauty industry, which was showing my rosacea. And instead of traditional models, I, I put real women of all ages and skin tones and yeah. skin problems. And, and I showed live how the product worked. And, and uh, I really... Of course, wanted to have a successful business, but I also wanted to shift culture and beauty around changing the way women look in the mirror, changing how the images we see of what people call beautiful, and and really ultimately helping to like do that before little girls start doubting themselves, and to do that to help heal myself and so many of us women that have seen images our whole lives that tell us we're not enough. So it was like this company of a product that I really believed in, but a really deep message that's how I kept going for three years. And in that 10-minute spot on QVC, a lot of the experts told us like not to do what we did. They said, book traditional models. Um, we took a huge chance with everything on the line and sold out in that first airing. And uh, after three years of no's, uh, got more airings and more airings, and then grew to the largest beauty brand in QVC history, um, and eventually got yeses from all the stores that told us no, yeah. <laughs> and um, grew to over 1,000 employees, and, uh, uh, and it's just been this amazing journey of trying to get that message out there of using models that are real women yeah. and, and, and changing the way we see beauty yeah. um, to be so much more inclusive and, and, and so much more real. Um, and then we partnered with with L'Oreal uh, in in 2016. They acquired 100% of It Cosmetics to help launch us in all the other countries with their teams. Yeah. Um, and it was their largest acquisition in U.S. history. Um, so they paid 1.2 billion dollars cash for this company that I started in my living room, right. and then made me their first female CEO in their 100 plus year history. Um, and so it's been a wild journey of yeah. like saving my tip money yeah. at Denny's to to buy fun lipstick to like yeah. now today um, uh, where we're at. And so um, it's yeah, it's it's been a wild ride, but it, it's been a journey like packed with rejection and yeah. underestimation and all those things. Even as you're talking and you describe this visual of like your living room and the Denny tips and that type of thing, <laughs> which is so like it's just you can just picture it. And where you are today, this is just something we haven't even talked about, but how have you 
emotionally caught up to your success. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's even clear, but it's like you have done a lot. And, and when when you look back, I'm sure it didn't feel like at the time, but a, a lot in a very short amount of time, like the, the level of success with what it cosmetics has done and what you have done, when you look back, how have you emotionally caught up to what that means? Um, and even financially, like how mm-hmm. you've been like, oh my gosh, like I'm not saving tip money anymore. For, how have you kind of kept up with that? And even your sense of self, you know, through that. Yeah. So there's things that I've done right and things I've done wrong. Um, one thing I did wrong in the journey was, you know, I got to the point where I was working 100-hour weeks and I almost became like addicted to work mm-hmm. and busyness. Yeah. Uh, and and I went through this journey of learning that like busyness is actually like any other addiction where it separates, yeah. it like numbs us, separates us from ourselves. And I realized, which is also part of why I thought, okay, let's really partner with L'Oreal because I need to really make as an entrepreneur some fundamental shifts in my life. Um, but the one thing I did wrong was work 100 hour weeks and <laughs> cause myself to burn out all those things. Um, the thing I think that I did right from the beginning um, and even now in this moment, uh, now that my circumstances are very different, is I've, I've always known, and this comes from, I think, my faith deep down inside. I've always known that like what I'm called to do isn't about me. And so for me, it's, it's what's fueled me in all the times when it seemed like no one else believed in me, like I knew why I was doing this um, was so much bigger than myself Mm -hmm. and to really shift culture and beauty. And even now, even just saying like, oh my gosh, you started something in your living room and someone pays you a billion dollars for it. Like if I think about that, I can't even process that. I can't even handle it. Because what happens is I'll start thinking of like, oh, but you know, I don't, I didn't come from the right family. No one of my, neither my parents went to college. Like all those things that we tell ourselves about why we're not the person that has those kind of things happen to us. and so, so two things. One, I, I often remind myself that like anything that's ever been created that's great or that's a brand we all use now or a big business, like it was all created by somebody really at the end of the day who's just like you and me, right. who's just like all of us, every single thing, right? So like, why not us? Why not you? Why yeah. not? Yeah. And then, and then the other thing is like when I really start to um, kind of like get in my own head about it, because mm-hmm. it is really strange to yeah. say like, oh yeah, like <laughs> all those things. Like um, I I make it not about my, I, I know, I remind myself it's it's not about me, right? So for my book, for example, I'm donating 100% of the proceeds, right? Like, like I, the the book is to serve, right? And like, I, I believe at the end of the day that we get in life like what we give, you know what I mean? Along this whole journey, I've known it's bigger than myself. Even now, like I just, I don't know, I believe that, you know, I'm called to serve and, and to, like I feel blessed to have accomplished one of my biggest dreams, but my my biggest my biggest driver now is helping other women yeah. um, and especially their entrepreneurs, um, really other women like a- accomplish their greatest dreams. Yeah. And like, for me, that isn't really about me. And so yeah. it drives me. And and then I don't, I don't freak out over things like, oh yeah, I sold my business for a billion dollars, which if I think about it, I can't process it really. Right. Um, and so I just have to flip it in my mind as, okay, maybe this is a cool example that is another example for other other entrepreneurs of like, 
it's possible for them. Right, right. You know? Yeah, I love that example. We When we teach often about the power of your thoughts, we use the example of the four-minute mile. It had never been broken, you know, yeah. until Roger Bannister broke it. And then after he broke it, it was broken, you know, six more times that year and 500 times since then because someone showed that it was possible. And yes. so it's just, it's it's amazing to think of the, the million-dollar businesses, the billion-dollar businesses that will be birthed because, like Oprah did for you, you were doing yeah. for others of showing that it's possible. One of the things, and you and I have talked about this, Jamie, but I love talking to you about it because I think that you are such a great model of this, of you are one of the most gracious and humble and, and just yeah. ki- genuinely kind people, and— you have this level of success that's like, you know, kind of mind-blowing. Like, you're, you're going, like, if I think about it, it's kind of crazy. I think that we, as women, struggle with um, feeling comfortable in our own skin. Yeah. We we feel even a little bit uncomfortable with confidence. Sometimes we're like, oh, I don't know. Like, that feels like a, I don't want to be showy. I don't want to, I'm worried about what people think of me. I don't want to seem selfish or greedy. You know, we say like, oh my gosh, I love your outfit. You're like, oh, this whole thing, I got it on mm-hmm. sale. Oh my gosh, this dinner is amazing. You're like, oh, it took five minutes. No, it didn't. It took you six hours. Like, we just <laughs> diminish, diminish, diminish. Yes, yes. Uh, some things may be true, and some things we're just downright lying. Like, it mm. we it, it did take us a long time to cook that, and you did really work really hard. And so you had a moment when you hit the Forbes richest self-made women list. And after hitting this list and being uncomfortable with it, you had this aha moment that was how you handled it differently than how men tended to. Will you tell that story? Because I think yeah. that is such a powerful example. And then we can kind of go from there, because I think this is— this is good for us to remember. Yeah, and I think I love so much this question because I, when I, and it's recent for me. Mm-hmm. It's recent for me when I had this aha moment of how as women we really do dim our light and we really, you know, always try to stay humble and grateful and all those things. What's the result of that? Do you know what I mean? And, and I just had that moment. So yeah, I, you know, after L'Oreal acquired uh, It Cosmetics, they published the purchase price. This whole thing happened and Forbes uh, reached out to our company and said, um, Jamie is on the richest self-made women's list. And uh, and this was out of the blue. And and I had our, our head of PR reply and say like, well, she's not interested Please don't include her on the list. Like, because I'm thinking, like, is this optional? I'm out. Yeah, yeah I'm out. And I'm thinking, and then they replied and said, well, we already have an estimate, uh, estimation of her net worth. And um, we would love for her to comment on it, comment on the distribution of assets between her and her husband. All these things. I'm like, what? Like, I'm panicking, thinking, like, like, oh, you don't talk about that. And like, mm-hmm. all these things, right? And on top of it, I just thought, like, being on, on a list like that, I just, I felt like it felt like, not humble right. and not showy. Look at me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and so I said, no, I said, no. And then they, they, they wrote back and said, well, it doesn't really matter if she wants to comment or not because she's on the list. Our list is accurate. Right. We, we know everyone's net worth and the list has to be accurate for it to mean anything. So she's on the list. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And all the, the teams of bankers and lawyers and stuff, somehow they have estimates they believe are true. And so long story short, I said, well, Okay, um, if they would tell, if they would share, you know, the a cosmetic story, stuff like that, that could be amazing. But I, so I'll, I'll share that, but I won't ever talk about my net worth. And they agreed and they published an article and they kept their word and it was a beautiful article. But then their list came out with numbers on it. And I'll never forget the first time I saw it and I was mortified, like embarrassed, mortified, right. all those things. So they publish it every year. Three years into it, I had still been hiding it. 
uh, every single year. And, and sometimes I would go do a big event or a keynote speech or something, and they would introduce me with like the, the bio they had written from what they find online. Mm-hmm. And, and they'd send sometimes the bio ahead of time, and, and every time I would have our, our PR team change, have them change it and not call it Forbes' richest self-made women and have them change it to Forbes' most successful self-made women because somehow I felt like that was more humble. Mm-hmm. And I did that for three years. And then I had this huge aha moment where I'm like, wait a minute, if I'm d- dimming my own light and—, and I'm actually just robbing other girls, other women of another example in their life of of someone who's overcome a lot and 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 had business success and and me not sharing these things, right? Is is in a way like robbing them of that and and the, the funniest thing is when the reporter was like, and I asked her, I said, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, I just don't feel comfortable sharing this and all that. And she goes, oh, it's okay. It's really common for women. I go, what do you mean? And she goes, well, on our, a lot of the women on the list don't want to ever comment. They don't tell us. And she goes, and it's so different for men. And I'm like, how is it different? And she goes, well, on the other list that has men on it, like, they actually get really mad that their number isn't higher. <laughs> she says, they call our yeah, offices, they do. They right? Do. Mm-hmm. And they complain. She goes, they send in proof. They send in financial records. They'll do everything to try to prove that not only should they be on the list, they need to be at a higher slot on the list. So it was this drastic difference. And over time, I just realized, wow, as women, like you like you started uh, this question with, sometimes we bond over problems and we bond and we feel included and we feel loved in our friendship circle uh, or our family circle when we downplay ourselves and when we bond over things over over problems like oh right, I, right. I I you know my car got a flat tire or oh you know whatever it might be my house is a mess or I all the all the examples you gave in the beginning oh this this jacket oh is right we bond over that but like at the end of the day <laughs> what is that really doing right because like for me growing up me seeing Oprah being confident and celebrating her own successes showed me that it's possible right, right? and so I I'm like wait me hiding the Forbes list, me not sharing the even monetary success, which even right now feels weird to say that out loud, but it's another form of success. And me hiding it actually is just potentially robbing, uh, uh, inspiring someone else that it's possible for them, right? It'd be like the the guy who ran the four-minute mile, like hiding it. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, so I feel like this conversation is so powerful for women because— we should all be helping to heal ourselves, helping yeah. to heal each other, helping to heal yeah. our daughters, the next generation, by really celebrating our successes yeah. and not going, oh, I'm showy or, and no, like, I'm confident. I right. want to share this with you. Like, let's cheer each other on. Like, let's champion each other. Let's show examples of what's possible um, for everyone else so that they're inspired uh, and believe it's possible as well for them. Yeah. I, I love seeing how you talk about it, too, because even though you've even struggled with it yourself of like, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable too. I think so many women relate to that because they're not totally comfortable. And I think there's something to this, Jamie, of like, and I'm, I'm, I'm pro women. I'm also pro men. I don't think you have to be like anti-men to be pro women. But I think there's these cultural expectations that we want to fit in a box. We want to be real polite. And there's some fascinating research on 
men's and women's perceptions of women's power. Mm. Both men and women perceive women more negatively when they are assertive, when they're aggressive, when they ask for what they want, when they negotiate for a job, for salary. Like, yeah. it's not just a men perceive women because it's outside of the the stereotype they expect. Women also yeah. perceive women more negatively. Yeah. And so I think if you can— you, me, everybody can set an example of what it looks like to hold your head high yeah. and not pretend like you're not successful, not um, not hide the blessings in your life. Because I believe everything we have is a is a blessing. You worked your tail off and God blessed you at the same time yeah. and be grateful for that instead of hide it. I think it does set an example for other women to do that as well, for them yes. to be comfortable in their own skin. You know, this is a, a little bit of a, a side note, but like when I travel and I'm on the road or whatever— all the time I'm asked, oh, who's watching your kids? Mm, I'm like, yeah. do they ask my husband that? Right. They don't. Right. My husband never gets asked, oh, who's watching your kids? I don't know, the dog. I mean, like, <laughs> like what a crazy question that I'm on. You know, and I, yeah. I love my role as a mother, but I and I'm not an I'm not one of those angry pro-women women, but I do want to call out the opportunities we have to see women outside of maybe social stereotypes or cultural yeah. norms and say, like, let's celebrate that a woman built a business in yeah. her living room and it for a billion dollars and and everybody go that's one of us like we're yeah. women are yeah. winning this is making this is paving a way for more women to do more things and and still at your level of success have the grace and humility and gratitude that you have i think is just such a such a powerful model i know people want to know because so much you talk about this in your book even of how you believed in yourself in order to do that, it was not an easy path from yeah. living room to L'Oreal. <laughs> that should be the subtitle, from living, living room, room to L'Oreal. To L'Oreal. <laughs> um, <laughs> how to go from underestimated to unstoppable. People yeah. want to know where they can get a copy, so let them oh, know, please. Yes, yeah. so the uh, the book is called Believe It, and the website, so we have a website, believeit.com, and it lists all the retailers um, from indie bookstores uh, that are amazing and really need our support, Yeah, really need our support in all of our local communities, and uh, all the way to all the retailers online, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble, everywhere else. So it's awesome. Believeit.com, or you can just Google it, you yeah, know, and you find, can find it. And, it. and where can and people find you just online? Just coming out. Yeah. Yes, I'm excited. My prayer. And by the way, like, this has some business in it. It's a lot of personal, and it's mm. a lot of—it's really for every woman, every person who's ever just, like, struggled with believing they're enough yeah. and needs to, like, really learn— like how to believe it for themselves so um, is really just the heart and soul of the book. So I'm I'm so excited. I'm on Instagram mostly, yes. Um, yes. Facebook as well, but Instagram at, at Jamie Kern Lima. Well, so. and you're and I've seen you too share some excerpts from the book and just some of those quotes. And you're going like, oh my gosh, whether it is in business or personal, you need yeah. that. Like you need yeah. that belief in yourself. And one of the things I said this morning in my session was, it has to come from within you. No one yes. can do that for you. Yes. It really has to come from within you. So I love how you share your example, which I. I think we'll just inspire people to believe it for themselves as well. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank Thanks you. for your example, and thank yeah. you for your time. Thanks for thank being here you. today. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. We are spending a lot of time today talking about what it feels like to be ashamed of your success or, at best, uncomfortable with it. We don't want to come across as egotistical or arrogant or like we think we're better than anybody else, and I totally get that. I think there are pieces— of our feelings that are really accurate and good and noble and true. But in focusing on ourselves and, and thinking about all that we've done or haven't done or how it appears to other people, I think we miss a really important piece in the equation. And it might just be a piece that fixes all of our weird feelings anyway. 
And this comes from James 1.17. It's a verse you're probably familiar with, but I wanna remind you of it in light of what we're talking about today. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. I love this reminder. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. You know, for me, especially in the last 10 years or so, I, I, I got a better understanding that everything good in my life is from the Lord, that all of my blessings are from God, all of my gifts are from God, all of that. But there was always just like one or two things that I kind of held on to. Like, okay, God, like you gave me all that stuff, but like this, like I totally did this. <laughs> um, one of those things, this is a true story, that I always just kind of held on to like, okay, this one's mine, is my work ethic. I know this sounds weird, but I can see how God has blessed me with an amazing husband and amazing children and all of these things, an amazing uh, company to get to work for. I didn't totally do that on my own. The Lord brought those things into my life. But like my work ethic, my God did that. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, I built that, I did that. I'm really proud of the fact that I work hard. I I really, that that's a big part of my identity. I, I value hard work. I'm proud when I work hard, whether it's anything, whether I'm working hard at work or working hard training for a marathon or just working hard trying to keep my kids from killing each other. Like I just, I value hard work. It's something I really like about myself and it's something I'm really proud of. But there was a time a few years ago when I think I was probably having this internal dialogue with God and I was saying something about this hard work thing and I felt God say, you know that's from me too, right? (laughs) Like, you know that's from me. The fact that you work hard, I did that. The fact that you care about hard work, I gave you that. The fact that that's a part of your identity and values, that's from me. And it was this aha moment of realizing truly every good and perfect gift is from above. There's nothing I've done on my own. There's nothing I've produced on my own. There's nothing in my life I can point to and say, I did that by myself. I am so amazing. Look at me, everyone. Where is my standing ovation? Because I didn't do anything by myself. Every good and perfect gift, every opportunity I've ever had, every blessing in my life, every good thing I've ever done, every good word that's ever come out of my mouth are not my words. They are God's words, his gift to me to be able to, to be a light in this world. Now, when you realize that everything you have and everything you do and everything you own and everything you accomplish starts with God, it's humbling. You can't take credit for it by yourself and you don't even want to. You begin to realize that everything starts and ends with God. In his mercy, he chooses to use us. In his mercy, he chooses to bless us. Last night I was going to bed and I was thinking about this devotional I was going to be leading this morning and I said to myself, God, I, I, I can't believe I get to do this. I can't believe you would use me, me and all my flaws and all of my <laughs> inadequacies. And I just felt the Lord smile in his mercy. He chooses to use me anyway. Those of us that are shining lights, when you are shining in your gifts, that is God in you. When you remember that, 
you have a posture of humility. You don't have to dismiss what is going right in your life. You don't have to apologize for your success. You don't have to be ashamed of things going well and the blessings in your life because you are able to point back to the source of that light and the source of those blessings and say, look what God did. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for what God did. I'm so grateful for what God's doing. I'm so grateful God uses me. I'm so grateful. The posture of gratitude and the posture of remembering that every good and perfect gift comes from God gives you the humility you've been looking for all along without ever apologizing for it. So I wanna give you some journal questions to think about as you process this in your own life. The first question is this, how do you normally respond to compliments? How do you normally respond? What do you say? Do you get all squirmy and weird? Do you tell everybody about the sales all over town when they say your jacket's cute? Do you say that meal was just thrown together? How do you normally respond to compliments? All right, your second question is this. What does humility mean to you? Or at least spend some time with this one. How would you define it in your own words? What does it look like to be a humble person and be truthful and not be ashamed? What does humility look like to you? And number three, How can you practice being grateful of everything God has done and is doing in your life? How can you practice that gratitude, that posture of humility without being ashamed and without apologizing for those things, without being squirmy and awkward and weird? How can you simply hold your head high and be grateful and proud of the things God has done and is doing? Write down your answer. All right, I would love to pray for us as we wrap up. God, thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from you. We have no right to be arrogant. We have no basis for being self-centered or even taking credit for the things we've accomplished. When we realize it all starts with you, every blessing, every opportunity, every gift, every strength, everything comes from you, even our work ethic. It comes from you. God, when we remember that, it positions us and postures us for that humility we've been seeking. God, would you help us see things how you see them? Would you help us have gratitude and real, authentic, true humility, the humility and the gentleness and the patience that you ask of us, that you teach us, that Jesus modeled for us? God, thank you that you love us and thank you that in your mercy, you choose to use us and bless us even though we don't deserve it. God, we are so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all, thanks so much for joining me and you can tune in next week for another episode of The Christy Wright Show, as always. For more encouragement on building confidence in yourself, 
and the God that created you. You can visit ChristyWright.com.